Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guest hosts, uh, Jack Mixidu, and uh, he comes to us with a background in development and tech and a bit of entrepreneurship, volunteering, a whole bunch of other stuff, but we'll get into that. So how are you doing today, Jack I'm doing good, and thanks for letting me in and part of your show. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And uh, well, we want to get to know you a little bit more. So I'd love to for you to tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now and then get back to what you're like as a kid. So what are you up to these days? So right now I'm working as a software engineer for this company called Sienna. It actually, my role is totally remote. That's a good part of it. And uh, my whole company actually based in USA. So I'm working in their auto office. I report to the auto office and I'm in Toronto right now. Yeah, side by side, I cook. I actually started loving cooking and starting, you know, working out, maybe like getting hobbies, to be honest. So that's what I'm doing these days, actually. Sounds good. And I'd love if you take us back in time and talk to us a little bit about what was uh, Jagmeet like as a kid? So any early fond memories that you would have? And if you can share those, that'd be great. Jagmeet as a kid was like, uh, so if, if it basically belongs to the South Indian Asian, like Asian communities, right? So yeah. I, I'm a brother, so there's a lot of competition happening. He and me only <laughs> have one year experience, one year age gap. So I was not that good in studies. Like I would say I'm, I mean, I was straight up good until 10th standard. And then in 11th, I got like 60%. But then I actually got into the computer science. Like, so in India, what happened is that every, so we go study in schools, right? But there's a thing called uh, after school, we have to go to like a tuition classes, something like that to get a more deeper, you know, idea of clearing tests and everything. Right. So, but the, the area where I was living in, there was no computer science tuitions. I mean, the, see, that, that time we were actually got introduced to C++ languages in our 11th standard. Like my peers, my, like my friends, everyone was going to a tuition, they were scoring good marks and I was the only one losing on that. And uh, I was like, there's something not happening quite good. So I was like, this is done. So I started studying by myself and like get the book, get the book out, like studying it on cramming the stuff, trying it on computer and stuff. And then asking my teacher the doubts and everything. It worked pretty well and I got interested in this. So the young kid was quite, you'd say, curious, but not that much. Just want to find a workaround for the stuff and just take it, get it to like a get it done stage kind of thing. So that's what I was initially trying, but uh, yeah, that's and pretty much playing around, enjoying is going with the flow, to be honest. Okay, everyone does the same, I'll do the same. They're getting like, so I have this one of my friend and I, he's actually quite senior to me. And he's like, yeah, I did that. I did the studies and then I chose this college. Now I'm here. I follow the same path. Like, okay, did that. I'll do the same. And maybe the things happen the same for me. So that's what, that's what I am in my younger age. So it sounds like you weren't always interested in coding. It's not like you were whatever, five years old and you always want to do the coding. But so what were some of the influences along the way? So that, that uh, um, I guess the, t- the tutorial school or whatever, is, is it because like uh, mom or dad was there or like older brother got into like computers and video games or like h- how did that come out? So my mom and dad was not actually in coding. So they're quite like uh, my, actually my dad is an engineer. He works for uh, as a, as a senior section engineer in the uh, Indian Railways, but and my mom is a nurse, so they're totally different different backgrounds they are from. 
I choose engineering because everyone was doing it. So I just choose it like, okay, let's go with the flow. Talking about like, I don't have a crazy interest in the computer science and coding. I just like it being cool, to be honest. So that time it was like, okay, cool. You know the stuff, you know the coding, you know, that's interesting. So let's just pursue it. And uh, to be honest, I actually want to go to the elite schools in uh, India for engineering. But uh, I was, again, I was not that much good in studies and exams. So I have to settle for the lesser good colleges. Like uh, you could say fairly like a Knox C level kind of thing. And yeah, I did just that and it actually went well. So that's how I end up in computer science. Because my rank was the uh, my rank was such in kind of race that I was only allowed computer science. There was nothing I can go above. If I go above, I would have to choose like electrical and everything. And my father was like, it's quite a boring. You don't get interest in tech. And everyone was doing computer science. So like, okay, let's do it. So I was basically the average, take the average thing out of the community that people are doing. And whatever the average community is doing, I'm going to do the same. That was the, I will tell my undergrad. Yeah. And in your... Oh, is that until your undergrad or during your undergrad that, that you were kind of... I never thought get into the undergrad, undergrad, like until I undergrad, in fact, until like second year, I was, uh, I was just going with the flow, like whatever uh, puts on my face, I'll start doing it. Like, okay, if you're doing that, okay, I'll try that. If you're doing that, I'll try that. I'll start doing it, you know, getting more into co-curricular activities. But yeah, till my second year, it was just an average of the things what I was doing. Okay. And then what happened after second year? Did you kind of like... Uh rocket ship up and do a whole bunch of other things or like uh, that's quite an interesting so after second year i started uh, performing so i was uh, i started becoming really interested in dance although i've done some dance performances back in india uh, when i was in my school but like in undergrad i get more into it i have my, I have my friends who actually had a whole team set up and uh, we performed and it was cool and when i that was the first time i get on the stage and that was that the time I feel like, yo, this is something I could, you know, I will. And then I start more getting events like that. I start engaging with the people by hosting something or some competitions on the stage. I'll make them engage, make them part of the show and everything. So that I feel like this is something I should do. But I also have to see my, like, obviously I have to earn money as well, right? I, I have I've invested so much in the studies and I have to get out, get something out from it. And then I came to know, like, you can actually pursue masters, like, outside Canada, I mean, outside India. And I was, like, quite interested in, like, okay, this is something. And I never lived, uh, I always lived in my house, in my, like, in my, with my parents. And I just want to have, like, a good kind of freedom kind of thing, you know, like, okay, let's go out. Let's live away from the parents, away from the family. Let, let me, basically, I will want to make my decisions and everything, right? And my own space kind of thing. And that is how I start convincing my parents, you okay, I have to do this conversation. And the interesting part uh, convincing about the parents was that, so my father was totally against sending me outside the country. <laughs> but how I, con I convinced him was that every, okay, so they're on my TV channel, we have the dinner at 8 p.m. So out at after uh, like every second day, like Tuesday, Thursday, fr uh, Saturday, like three days in a week, we have this show comes up on 8 p.m., it's like a more of like a chat show in which parents are calling the agents who basically the people help the students to immigrate from like as a student from India to different several countries like Australia, Canada, US, UK and stuff. My interest was Canada because I know some people here. I know some of my friends actually went in Canada. So I deliberately uh, put that channel on the TV so that my father could see and he could see the like what are the opportunities can be if, if a person moves there. 
right? My father was totally initially was not convinced, and I, I remember this. Uh, this is like a one big page of slide which I actually hand wrote it from myself. Is that uh, this is the thing I want to pursue? That just I was like sat with him, have a talk with him, and again he was saying no. He was like quite rigid decision, but by the time you know like consistency makes brings an effort, and then effort was going on and on. And somehow he got like, okay, I'm done listening to your stuff. Okay, you can go now. <laughs> and then I get a final yes from. It took me like one year to convince him. My whole third year, got convincing like I have to go. And then I started working on it. But then there comes a big step, which was uh, so master require a good percentage. And initially I was not good at studies, so I actually worked hard, studied a lot in my semesters and stuff. And till my like fourth year, I got a good percentage and finally got one selection. That is the only reason I came to Lakehead. I applied to nine universities, nine total universities, and only got Lakehead. That was the only university. I have no choice. I have to come to Canada. I can't wait for another year. You know, if if what if my father changes his mind or something, I just yeah. want to just take risk and everything. So that was the reason I came to only Lakehead. Lakehead was my last choice. I was not even ready to apply Lakehead. That was the thing <laughs> because not a good school. Like so, basically, what happened is that you have to average out the things because my whole life goes in averaging out. Either you can do the like undergrad from a lower level school and did the master from a high level school. You average out, you can reach to some level. But either if you do like a school also undergrad from low level, then again master also from low level, you have like a, you know like a chances low. Below the average that you would get succeed or something like that. That was my belief that actually got changed though. But uh, but yeah, I have to. But that was this uh, you know getting succeed and getting like a su- successful life and everything was way above like selecting the schools. So I was like just whatever it is, I'll directly just go to the school and you know like that uh, Lakehead. I just want to move. That's the thing. Just away and this this year has to be done. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah so, so this- there's a lot, lot of information there. Before we, we kind of go t- too much further. So one, one thing that that I want to, uh, or a couple things that I want to chat about is, uh, I mean, the dance side. So I mean, that's not a stereotypical computer science thing, right? So <laughs> computer scientists are supposed to be shy and introverted and things like that. You're not supposed to be on stage doing that. So, so talk to me a little bit about that. Like, were you always like outgoing and uh, like you, you were always doing that? So, you're, so you weren't the normal computer scientist. Is that is that fair? Or? Was uh, I was I told you, like I'm always the curious uh, person. Like if anything gives me like a dopamine, I'll just go adrenaline rush. <laughs> I just start pursuing it. Like if anything puts me puts me on fire, oh you, I have to do. Like it basically makes me thinking: Should I do it? Should I not? If I do it, is there like a bringing thrill to it? I'll do it. That's that's how basically approach of every decision that I do. So I get into a dance. Just because I see, oh, if you get on the stage, you get so much of attention, you get people, and you can actually, you know, engage with, and then you get some popular. Because what will you expect a kid like, let's say, like 20 years of age, and he's suddenly getting a lot of attention, people approaching him. You, you were the guy on the stage. Yeah, you're killing it there. And that was the comment I was listening. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Because the first time that I was put on the stage was like uh, forcefully. Because my friends were doing it, and they were like, "You should do this too." Either you're a part of the group of doing this, or you're not. 
and i'm like i have to be a part of group i have to although i was quite uh, active in a co-curricular activities but everything went quite introverting kind of thing like you having a debate kind of session happening between like four kids and uh, you having the poem recitation happening in like two three people that's what i used to do at school but not that much outgoing but uh, then i was like okay let's do it and then i go to my college uh, and then my actually put in front of so many people by my friends i was like okay this is something that's cool i was getting forced but when the first time it was so many people there i'm like okay everyone is cheering up chug me chug me i'm like okay this is something cool that we can you know so i was like that so put the thrill to it i'll do it so that was the reason i actually started doing this dance thing but uh, you know that dance requires a lot of effort to be honest like you need sure. to have a, i mean you have a practice every day and everything i can't commit to that i basically what i lose most is that consistency like i started doing it i like it do it for like several days like a sprint kind of thing you know i never did the thing like a marathon i like more of a impulsively sprinting it up i do it and i liked it and then there comes a practice sessions for the comps but i didn't do it and uh, i slightly go lower lower low i was in the circuit in the dance circuit but i didn't right. pursue that much and then the only goal was like at that time the goal shifted like okay dance is done it's going good is an hobby and everything move to canada that's okay. the thing that's it on that so that's how i made that decision is it going but i have to do that canada thing too what i took from that is is uh, even though you were involved in a whole bunch of like introverted activities there was always kind of this uh i guess attention seeking <laughs> a little bit yeah, where you where, where you liked a little bit of the bat but once you had that then kind of like ah eh, i did it and and i wasn't super super passionate about it so so let me yeah. uh, move to canada and then the other part that i want to bring up is is a little bit if if you watch the movie like inception Uh, yeah, it's it seemed like that for your dad, where you put in the the screen and like, oh, think about this and and whatever, and then over time, and and we might get into it in a future episode, but the persistence where it takes you a whole year to do yeah. that, where yeah. so that that might be a conversation on its own. But I loved how you kind of broke down where uh, like you well. You didn't really choose a school; it was kind of chosen for you. Yeah. Um, but I'd love if you talked a little bit about uh, kind of your mindset before you went in. So you get accepted to one school, right? It's not the greatest school or whatever. But what was your approach and mindset to making the most of that experience, like uh, as you were moving to Canada? So my uh, at that time, my every one of my friends is actually like in my class. They were like the topper guys who. tops the every every exam and everything they were also applying and they got the big schools of canada like waterloo and then there's alberta university of alberta and everything and i was the only one who's get actually they were in the point of getting their choices but i was not having I mean, no choices that's the only thing that i have so that hits me hard i'm like i get into technically no fomo you know like so this guy is going to be getting good level schools good colleges and they have a good life man what about me i'm just going to the school which no one even knows i i have to tell them that there is a city called thunder bay and then there is a college called university called lakehead university and now i was i was like a totally different level i was basically feel like a bad but the but that bad energy was not that much because uh, that basically that university was helping me to move to canada no like there's the helping as a rope to get pulled into me into canada and you know different experience so that shift my mindset to like a hustler mindset to be honest then there is like okay okay whatever happens happens now this is the only thing okay i'll rather pursue it and make the most out of it i have to get most out of it and uh, 
I'll rather see what the industry has in have in in Canada about this computer science. I'll start making connect. I'll start searching about it. Like, okay, what can I do most in Canada? So I. I know I have this Google Keep notes. I still have that. I don't know where it is saved though. But uh, in which I actually made a list. Okay, so one month is done. So this is what I have to do. Like you know the initial thing, like bank setup and whatever the uh, basically regular stuff, like bank setup, uh, course registration, everything. Now just after the second month, what I have to do, right? About the computer science stuff. About this. Uh, like basically my whole mindset was changed okay let's done with the school and start looking for the job or the getting into tech industry at that time it was more shifted to a mindset of a, a computer science job either like it or not i have no option i have to do it because i'm not passing from a good school that's the thing so that's what our that was the mindset uh, i get into canada sounds good so so you're in Canada and you you start your masters. How was it? Was was it like more difficult from an academic perspective, or just maybe as the culture shock or whatever? What, what was the act? What was the university experience like? That's the best thing I would like to talk about <laughs> because it's so different. I'm from coming from India, and in India, education system is totally different from the Canadian education system. There's like a big difference. In India, all the hundred percent marks are given to like last year exams. But in Canada, it is it is actually divided like assignments. Then there is uh, midterms. Then there is the final terms and everything. The whole hundred percent is actually divided. And I was like, okay, this is something cool. I can just have to score like uh, in two assignments. I'll be good with the passing thing, right? <laughs> and also, I came to know in uh, in undergrad we have like seven eight subjects. Uh, right, but here in my master, there are only three subjects. I'm like, oh, that's totally simple. I just have three subjects. Ah, oh, that's not. It's not gonna take that much of time, and I will be good with it. So I basically take it like lighter, the master's thing. But then I realize like the things are different <laughs> because the assignments are quite uh, related to more of a research kind of thing. You have to study a lot of research papers. You have to go to classes. Then you have to research it yourself. You have to integrate like two, three research papers and make a solution out from all reading that. And it was quite difficult. And the second thing that difficult is the fees. The international student fees actually the three times the domestic student fees in Canada. It was like I remember it was like twenty one thousand dollars that I have to pay in a year for the fees, and the third problem is that obviously uh, I I mean I'm basically by God's grace my father can easily support me in that, but I really don't want to you know get the support from him. although he has paid like first year of fees, but I don't want him to pay the second year for fees of mine. I want to get it from myself, so obviously I have to look for the part time jobs, but even before that a part time job when I landed. The Thunder Bay is quite a cool city. I mean, there are less people, less crowded, and uh, I feel like a big culture shock because I'm coming from Delhi. Delhi is like a Toronto of India, right? There's so many people, so many transit, so many people on the roads and everything, hustle bustle going on there. But suddenly, I move into like a village kind of city, like uh, Thunder Bay, and from Delhi, I'm from a Delhi guy to a Thunder Bay. It's like a totally different. Like suddenly, I see no people around my, myself, and everyone is just more of like you know reserved into themselves and everything. So that was a big problem. From initially settling in was a problem, and the main problem is I don't know any one of them. Like I don't know even a single person in uh, Thunder Bay, and uh, suddenly I have to look for my accommodation as well because there was no accommodation set up from the university too initial time. Right, so they only were helping. Like you have to tell your destination, and they will help you 
to come uh, from airport pick up to the place that you have to go and the place that you have to go you have to select by yourself you don't have the choice for that although they were charging high fees for the accommodation in the university but i don't want to pay that too right because it's already way too much for me for paying the one year fees and everything so i'm like okay i'll look for the house although i was the hustle mode was already on even before coming to canada so that one week thing i have i i came to know about one guy who was actually on my roommate now my good friend he working for a big tech company right now so that friend me and him start looking for house job and start basically settling in and we take one week and we settled in but then the initial thing that uh, and this one i end up doing saying that is that the thunderbird which i was thinking like it's quite welcoming for the people but it wasn't because it's actually there's some areas which are kind of like a red area kind of thing in which you shouldn't be going and everything and i actually stayed for a week there and i didn't even know that it's like uh, okay something is is not the safer place you can because thunderbird at in 2019 were uh, ranked as the most uh, deadliest city in canada because wow. of yeah it's because a lot of uh, uh, death happened murders happened there and every stuff so that was the initial time when i settled in thunder bay wow that that doesn't sound like the best of experience but obviously you were able to kind of overcome it and 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 make the most of it and i'd love uh, if if you share a little bit of your experience on uh, you went through an entrepreneurial journey and and went through like border giant then you did some volunteer work and then you ultimately started a youtube channel so i don't know what the sequence of events uh, with that but if you can talk a little bit about those uh, outside of school stuff that'd be great for sure for sure so when i came to lakehead it took me one semester to settle in basically like okay i'm doing job i actually got the first part time job as a chef i was uh, working for this uh, there's a restaurant called wackies So I started as a line cook there, and I worked for like six, seven months, and then uh, it took like one semester, right? I have to manage my money and stuff. That was like I'm actually juggling around a lot of things because I have to save up for my money for my master's fees and everything. I have to get this job going, then this assignment work. There are a lot of things that are going on, and that time we have the uh, in class, basically the classes lecture, the in class thing, uh, because the COVID didn't hit till now. and then after like 6 months covid hits everything goes shut down my job was gone it was i started getting the eis basically that the, the canadian program serb thing basically crb thing and started getting money from that that was really helpful to canadian government for the student like us too and suddenly i was all bored out because nothing happening because mass university said like it will took one month to get a transition into the zoom thing and everything so we had just one month free so i was just totally free what should i do right and then i realized okay this is something i can do now because i already know how one semester was done already so i already know like how to juggle around with assignment and stuff the payment issue is not a big problem the crb was coming in right everything is shut down so i was like okay let's start something different then i stumble upon my things and i see oh youtube is a cool thing uh, i can in fact do youtube because i'm a big user of youtube either for anything i i actually go around only two places either a google search or either a youtube search that's the two things i go around and i use most of google uh, youtube i'm like okay let's start it and it may be something cool again that uh, attention thing kicks in like oh something <laughs> there's a thing because before coming to thunder bay no one has put any content about thunder bay no one even heard of it 
that was the problem because when i was researching about like why the thunder bay is not only two three videos coming up in fact now if you search the thunder bay you will see my videos pop up there but uh, only three before that only three videos was coming like who are the people uh, why it's called a deadliest city it's like lakehead university stuff that's all but other than that there was nothing else i was like this is what, what i don't want you know people not to know about thunder because during that thunder bay time like first semester i came around a lot of people i know to know a lot of from different different communities the thunder bay is not that bad too right i want to share that picture of thunder bay with the all around the world so i was like okay let's do that i start posting it about so i start i get i met a lot of my friends uh, they are basically from the lakehead university student union so i make friends friends with them they are from one one is from actually from india one is from pakistan and there is one guy who is actually from uh, korea too so i get like different different people uh, uh, and uh, i met them i i start they go on hiking every weekend i start going hiking and i start making youtube vlogs so that people should know what thunder bay is actually about and i'm i'm trust me when i'm saying this thunder bay has the bestest natural beauty that you can have in samoa <laughs> Trust me, just go there. There is a famous called Sleeping Giant Provincial Park. We saw the Sleeping Giant, basically a big two uh, thousand feet uh, hiking stuff. You just have to hike it, and you have the bestest view you can. So yeah, uh, just I started hiking, started posting on YouTube, and I came to know people don't know about how the Thunder Bay is, how the Lakehead University is, because in Thunder Bay there's only two things. There's one college called Confederation College, and there's one university called Lakehead University. So I started posting about them. that is how i started my youtube channel just to help the students who don't know about thunder bay they should know is not that thunder bay is not that bad although the ranking of the university and college is low but it's not still that bad and i did that and i start it was getting good so i able to juggle it up and then i came up with the then the crb get closed because the people start coming in the things are started moving a bit like a slowly slowly but i lost my job at wackies and i started applying for my job called this uh, come up on the linkedin which is a uh, potter giant it is a small startup it was basically uh, come help you to get the stuff from us to canada or canada to us it was started for business users so that you can actually have a big bulk of imports from two different countries because things are cheaper in us but uh, because of the border being closed you are not able to get the stuff from themselves so you have to go through us we have the licensing and stuff so i basically made a work around tool for that before they have actually software set up so i made the whole tool like uh, is like a basic uh, form integrations and using basic coding and python scripts you get the stuff in get the information throw it out and yeah that's uh, i was basically you could say uh, you know the guy who do everything and he knows <laughs> that's how i came i was like a third guy in the company when i joined in so yeah that was the border giant experience i just uh, i just pitch myself like this is a thing we can do this with and he likes it he interviews and yeah we carry on we hit it off from there the owner is they're still doing good though but uh, yeah things are good now sounds good and then ultimately you were able to use that to to land your your current job and and, oh, and the love as well. uh, before that there is one more job so okay. so what happened is that uh, i was pursuing this border giant i was also pursuing my youtube channel and stuff and then there is a comes a time when my whole master is going to be done the last semester left and uh, i started uh, 
I came to know. I started see people LinkedIn. I I, I see your LinkedIn too. You I, see, I was following you for quite a while. In which is that you have to post. Uh, you post start posting like how to get the first job, how to get the job just after school. So I came to know you have a good resume. And then you have a good LinkedIn. Then you have a good uh, like whatever you put in like whatever. And for the more basically you have to explain as much as you can about your tech career in your LinkedIn in the field you want the job. So thanks to you and there's some different influencers I talk and uh, like how we can do that. And then I realized I have to work hard. I have to get get my LinkedIn on point, get my resume on point, have my own portfolio on point and I start getting that. So while managing that, it was a lot of juggling around because my last year project was going on. So I was like, okay, so I have to, you know, put a break on something. So I stopped, I put a break uh, on a, uh, this YouTube thing, I put a break on that for some time, and then my masters, I completed the courses requirement. I did last time only the project was left, so I was juggling on this project, my studies, and this is my board gen work. And I then told my manager about this. I'll be looking for the job just because I'm gonna be moving out of the city because in Thunder Bay, city is good. I love people there, but you easily get bored and don't get that much career opportunities. Although I tried, I, get, I also get a call from one of the co-op opportunity too, but I got failed and this they basically revoked the whole position out from it. So that's what had happened. Uh, and I was like, okay, I have to move out from the city because I have to see my career growing and everything because I was graduating from the university. And uh, again, I don't work if I don't have the goals set. So I started YouTube. I push it to the level I will make it the monetized. That was the initial uh, goal. Like I have to just get it monetized. I'll I'll post the stuff. I'll keep on doing that. Doesn't matter how much come what comes in the way, but I'll still do it to the monetized level. And same how same, same thing. I put the goal to my this uh, job hunting thing. I have to get the job before I am graduating. That was like a, a goal set up like this in my mind. Okay, this is the thing I need to approach on. So start doing that. I start I start researching about LinkedIn like okay so what to do for that so I came to know you have a good portfolio I start putting up the portfolio put the whatever my uh, projects on I made the pro I, so it happened like this Monday Tuesday Wednesday I work at Border Giant Thursday Friday Saturday I make a project Sunday I make a huge post about it on the LinkedIn and right. I repeat for like three times in a month basically four times I did this and I have like three projects on. If you see on my LinkedIn, you see like the projects is there still, right? And they're all live projects. Basically, you can get it access from anywhere in the world. And it is more aligned to my computer science and my financial stuff that I basically know, like stock market and something like that. So I did that uh, four times uh, uh, in a month. I, I mean, one time every week I do that. So I have my four projects are up on the LinkedIn, make the profile and start reaching out to the people who are working in the same industry. That's what I did. and again following a lot a lot of influencers on the LinkedIn you and everyone and uh, getting the information basically how to set the things up how to get this job and also started uh, studying about interviews like how we get the interviews and you won't believe uh, just after like before like three weeks I get stressed like okay what happening it's just three weeks left of graduating and don't have a job offer in my hand. So, you know, when the goal kicks in in the nearby time, the deadlines are approaching in your mindset, although it's imaginative because most of the people doesn't even think about that. But I was like quite harsh on myself. Like I have to do it. I have to do it. 
I I I stopped talking to my family back in India. I'm like because every time they ask me one question, it's like, what about your job? What's happening? You know, studying or not? I'm like, I'll tell you when the job is done, but don't talk to me. I'll not talk to you about it. Just uh, and I'll tell you. And suddenly, I don't know what uh, miracle happened or something. I got the four job offers. Wow! Just like before, like a two weeks of the graduating, I got four job offers. Out of which I selected Scotia Bank uh, as a software engineer. And uh, yeah, I got this job, and then again, I have my own job now. I will be moving to Toronto soon, so I can. This is the time. This if I things I have to put on the like, gear mode before it get break up. So I start working on the YouTube and post start posting my videos there. Sounds good, and uh, yeah, we'll get into the story maybe in a future episode about how you land your current job and future ambitions. But I'd love if you could share like one or two pieces of swike, the stuff I wish I knew earlier for a young Jagmeet. Maybe in your masters, maybe in your high school, even before that. Like, what is uh, one or two pieces of advice that that you'd give to uh, young Jagmeet? I would say that I fail the things. Stay curious about the things. Always things like why you're doing it. Because I stopped asking just before uh, when I was starting. Although I started now, but I would. I wish I would have said the same. Like why? The first thing, and second thing is uh, country doesn't describe the the place you are at. It basically, the people around you describes it. So, instead of uh, moving away from the places, start approaching to the people instead of to the country. Like, start pursuing how you can have a better community around you. Doesn't matter if it's in, it's in your home country, in your homes, in your street, in your home, like in your different countries or like all different world. Just try to have a like a good community around you, which makes you provoke the things that you're not comfortable doing. That because the growth happens in the non-comfort zone. That's what I believe in. That's amazing. Uh, what I took from that last one is is that expression: "You are the average of the five people you spend the most Something time like with." That. So, so it's it's kind of maybe the place will have have an influence, but it's more the actual people that you get, which I think is great. So, great. Uh, thanks so much, Jagmeet, for sharing your story, and I'm, uh, hopefully we could, we'll be able to uh, continue the conversation on other topics. But uh, wh where can folks find you, or, or uh, what are some future aspirations that you have upcoming? Uh, I'm thinking of going back to start YouTube again because a lot of I got become basically lazy. I'll just, uh, talk about it in the next episode. A few plus. So yeah, I'm gonna be doing this uh, YouTube and uh, yeah, I'll just the YouTube thing. I'm gonna focus on that. Start writing and reading, scripting and everything. That's what I'm gonna do. Sounds good. And we'll put your contact information on on oh, sure. show notes and uh, yeah, yeah. my YouTube channel. Thank yes, thank you. For sure. Thanks so much for joining, and uh, we'll, hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. For sure, definitely. I think I'll uh, definitely would love to come and discuss about the things. And yeah, thanks for coming in your channel. And yeah, this is Jagmeet Singh. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks, Jagmeet. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at LukiDanu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.